Would you like to win and achieve success at what you do? Welcome to the Winner's Ways Podcast, where we create winners every day. And now, your host, the author of Winner's Ways book and life coach, Bola Alabi. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Winner's Ways podcast. This is where we talk about your career, we talk about your money, and we give you life motivation to help you excel. And today, I'm super excited to have a guest with us. We have Drew Vernon with us today. Drew is a marketing guru, and he's also passionate about childhood education. So we are going to be hearing from my guests as we delve into entrepreneurship, marketing, and we are also going to be talking about childhood education. So, hey, Drew, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's so great to be here. All right. Uh, So, uh, Drew, do you mind uh, telling my listeners about you, what you currently do and what's going on with you? Sure thing. Uh, Currently, I'm the marketing director for a company called Tony's, which is a screen-free speaker box system for kids. Uh, It's kind of a a split between an entertainment device and an education device uh, for kids. Uh, Before I came to this company, I worked for Lego. I managed the preschool business for Lego. And uh, before that, I was actually in beauty marketing. So I worked on some big beauty brands. And uh, then uh, I I made the transition into the toy industry and into uh, childhood education. Oh, that's awesome. So why uh, the toy industry? What what specifically about Tunis that attracted you uh, to the company uh, for you to be working with them as their marketing director? Yeah, so as I mentioned, I started out in the beauty industry and I was uh, selling a lot of mascara and lotion and shampoo. And after a few years of that, it just, it wasn't very exciting uh, to me. It's not something that I wanted to spend my whole career on. And so that's when I made the decision to go over to the toy industry uh, to Lego. Uh, and I had been a fan of Lego for, uh, since I was a child, uh, just because it's a fun product, it's a fun brand. And uh, I was able to do some interesting and, and creative programs while I was at Lego. Uh, I came across Tony's about two and a half years ago. They had been successful in Germany. So the company was actually started by a couple of dads who met on the board of a preschool together. They saw that their children's teacher was using a CD player to play songs and stories in the classroom. And they thought to themselves, gosh, how long have CDs been around? Um, They're kind of old technology. They scratch and they break. And the most important thing is that young kids, uh, you know, two, three, four-year-old kids couldn't use CD players uh, without adult supervision. And that's why they wanted to create the Tony Box, uh, which, again, has no screen. Uh, It uses figures called Tony's to play stories, to play songs. And I just thought, what an interesting device. Uh, After the success in Germany, they were looking to expand to the U.S. And so I came on to help with the American launch. Oh, that's awesome. So what role would you say marketing plays in business development? You know, and I'm speaking about growing and uh, making 
profit in their business? Sure. Uh, well, business is basically uh, being able to solve a, a problem or an issue that isn't currently being addressed or isn't being addressed well, and you come up with a product or a service. Uh, if you come up with a product or a service, you need to tell people about it. And so that's the role of marketing is to make sure that number one, people know who you are, they know what you do, and they they want to know more or they want to uh, they want to buy what you have to offer. So my role is to make sure that everybody knows about Tony's and uh, why it's great for kids. And how do you do that? And the reason why I'm asking uh, is that I know these days there's Facebook ad, Google ad. How specifically do you get a word out uh, through marketing? Yeah, there are a lot of tools at your disposal as a marketer. Um, it's a very busy and, and kind of cluttered uh, landscape. Uh, most people are, are online most of the day. They have their smartphones. They have their devices. And so a lot of our marketing is done through those touch points. Um, when you're launching a new product uh, that people don't know or have never heard of before, it's very important to, to show rather than just to tell. And so that's particularly true with the Tony box. We can sit here and talk about it, but if you've never seen a picture or a video of one, it's hard to exactly know what I'm saying. And so we do a lot of TV. Uh, we do a lot of video uh, just to demonstrate the product in use. And most importantly, we show kids using the product uh, because that gives parents a better sense for what the product is and why they should have one in their household. And I like what you guys are doing. You, you call it promote screen-free education for children. I know if Kia is not taking I don't know about you, uh, kids can stay on iPad uh, all through the day, or they get on YouTube, watch videos, they can spend hours on those devices. And I'm talking about technology here. So tell us, what do you mean by screen-free education? Yeah, I think what we've seen in the last few years is the proliferation of screens. So kids are spending more time on screens than ever before. And they're spending time on screens at earlier ages than ever before. And I think this was really uh, caused in large part by COVID, the pandemic that we've all gone through, uh, because you know, our schools shut down, our childcare solutions uh, were shut down. A lot of us started working from home. And the easiest thing that you can do as a parent is to give your child your smartphone or to put them in front of a Netflix show. Because wow. let's, be, let's be honest, it's a great babysitter. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's, they can, like you said, they can play games, they can watch things. Uh, the detriment to this is that they're staring at a screen all day. Uh, it affects their brain. It affects their ability to focus, uh, their ability to pay attention. It's causing a lot of social anxiety among children. It's causing a lot of behavior problems uh, among children. And uh, I don't know about you, I've got three kids, but if you've ever tried to take a screen away from a child, that can be a battle um, on its own. No, no, no. So what do you do about it? Uh, well, you can give them a coloring book, you can give them a puzzle, and all those things might work for uh, a bit of time. The great thing about the Tony Box is that you're able to get the engagement um, with children without the screen because everything is done through uh, touch. You put a, a figure on the box and it will play a story. It will sing songs. And so it trains the focus of the child 
to not rely on the screen or to stare at something, but to listen. And that can be a great training for them because they can learn to listen to new words. They can learn to listen to stories and it helps their attention and it helps their ability to, uh, to learn through uh, hearing rather than just seeing. Oh, that's good. Uh, you know, I know about Lego. Uh, my kids, uh, they, they play with Lego when they were much younger, building blocks. And that, that was awesome. But I do not know much about Tony's. And uh, I want to hear from you. Uh, how does it work? Is it a musical box? I know you said uh, it helps them to listen. Uh, how does it work? Do you have... Uh, maybe some examples that you can share with us or where can we find them? Uh, yeah, I can show you since we're, we're on video screen for your listeners, they might need to go to tonys.com uh, to take a look at T-O-N-I-E-S.com. Uh, but what I'm holding here is a Tony box. It's a five inch screen free speaker and around the speaker is a layer of foam. And that's because kids are rough with it. They want to squeeze it, they want to roll it around. They might try to use it as a bowling ball, who knows, uh, but it's a speaker box. And then we have these figures, they're about two to three inches tall okay. and they're called Tonys. So right now I've got Cookie Monster from Sesame Street. I'm gonna put Cookie Monster on the Tony box and I'm going to pinch the ear to wake it up. Oh, that's awesome. And. I'm going to wake it up here. That's actually uh, Elmo, I think, on the computer. Okay, okay. Uh, there's Cookie Monster. Because they make me stronger, and we can eat them anytime. So that's... This is good for their entertainment and education from what I'm seeing. So this that's good. Exactly. So we can do any types of characters from Sesame Street to Disney to Dr. Seuss. Uh, we can do songs, we can do stories. Uh, we also do mindfulness and meditation content, uh, maybe white noise or lullabies for younger kids. Uh, but it's really just to be a resource in your home or in a classroom to be able to play different types of content. So how can we use technology to improve early education uh, for, for our kids? The great thing about technology is it opens up the world around us. When you are in an empty room, there, there's not much to look at or listen to. But when you bring in a character uh, that can tell you a story or can read you a book or sing a song, that brings the world uh, from near and far into, into your, your home. And the more stories that we can give our kids, the more kind of examples we can give them or reference points we can give them on how to kind of deal with the world around them. So I like to tell people that most stories are, are really just a simple formula. There's a hero who has a challenge or an obstacle uh, to get to a reward or a treasure. Right. And so if you give uh, your children enough of these stories uh, to show them how heroes dealt with problems, well, pretty soon they're going to learn how they can be the heroes of their own story and how they can use creative thinking and critical thinking to overcome their own challenges and their own problems, uh, which is a great skill to use uh, and to develop as a young child. Absolutely. So what I'm hearing is about creativity, critical thinking. And uh, from what I also saw, uh, the tuning box can help them to unleash 
their creativity and it's also uh, helpful in terms of developing uh, kids' listening skills. So that's good. Now, what role does storytelling play in childhood development? I think with stories, that it's really up to the imagination of the author and to the listener to uh, make the world uh, open up to them. And so it doesn't have to be grounded in reality. You might have uh, a, a fantasy story. You might have science fiction story, or it might be a, a real world story. But what they all have in common is they all illustrate the hero's journey or the, the path that we go to solving our problems. And with as many problems as we have in the world today, what better way than to uh, teach the, the new generation, the up and coming kids on how to solve problems? Because let's face it, there are going to be a lot of challenges for them and, and for the world. Uh, and we need kids that know how to make sense of it. We need kids that can be creative thinkers, that can use imagination to create things that have never been imagined before and, and to um, create things that, you know, are, are new to the world. Awesome. So what age group uh, are your target uh, users, uh, if I may ask, for the Tony Box? Yes. Yeah, so we uh, have been in the United States for about two years, and our focus with releasing these characters has been primarily on the preschool ages. I would say probably about ages two to five. Mm -hmm. But we actually do have uh, Tonys that are just white noise or just lullabies. Uh, so it can actually be a white noise machine for an infant, mm -hmm. and that can grow with the child. And you can get into the preschool stories like Dr. Seuss. And then as they get older into ages, you know, six, seven, eight, uh, we have nonfiction content. So we have a partnership with National Geographic and others that can teach them about space or dinosaurs or wildlife. Uh, and so it's really uh, a very versatile tool that can grow with the child. Okay. So Drew, are there maybe some steps or action plans that you would recommend to maybe parents out there that have kids in that age categories to help them develop their kids and prepare them for the future? Yeah, number one is just giving them uh, the tools. Uh, you know, I, I like to recommend, you know, building a library of Tonys because you can expose them to many different stories. Uh, one of the other elements to the Tony box that I haven't mentioned are actually the ones that come blank. And so instead of the, the preloaded content, you can actually create your own content uh, on mm -hmm. the blank Tonys up to 90 minutes per figure. And so I like to recommend this to parents as a way to get kids to write their own songs, their own poems, their own stories. And that gets them away from just a listening experience into uh, an active creating experience. And I think it's really the combination of consuming content and creating content that makes for a well-rounded child who knows how to tackle the challenges that will come. Obviously, you guys are all about creativity and you just mentioned what I think is one way of helping kids to develop their creative uh, brain, you know? And I want to hear from you uh, if there are other suggestions or recommendation 
that can help that we can use to teach uh, children how to be more creative. Sure. Uh, I like to give an example from when I worked at Lego. Uh, and, you know, when I wor worked there, I saw that a lot of the Lego sets that we sell come in boxes and you open up the box and you dump out the pieces and there's a little instruction booklet. And you start at the beginning with step one, step two, step three, and you go through the whole booklet and you do exactly what it says. And at the end, you're going to have a rocket ship or a castle or, or whatever the, the Lego set is going to be. And that's a, a type of play. And there's a type of learning that comes from following instructions, but that's not the only type of play. And so you say, well, we, you know, at Lego, they also sell the big yellow buckets of brick. You open, you, you open it up, you dump it out. There's a bunch of bricks, there's no instructions and you can build whatever you want. And that's another type of play. What I see in my experience at Lego and now at Tony's is that there's a gap between the two experiences, because if you don't have the tools or the skills and you dump out a bucket of Lego bricks, your creation or whatever you build might not be very good. And that's okay. Uh, but the goal is to get to that experience of having that rocket ship or that castle without the instruction booklet. And the way that you do that is by giving a, a guided experience rather than a dictated experience. You want to give the child creative prompts. Okay. So you don't give them the whole picture. You give them a couple of pieces of the picture and then you have them solve for the blank. And so that can be done in a few different ways. And in the case of writing a story, you might give them a prompt to say, your character is a grizzly bear and your grizzly bear is, is has two heads. And I'm making it up, obviously. Yeah. Give them something to start with. Yeah. And then it, it's kind of like improv. If, if, you're, if you're into like comedy or improv, it's always about saying yes and. And it's, it's building on the facts that you've outlined and it's taking them through to a story. So it might end up being silly, but that's going to guide them into a more creative experience that's going to give them a better end result than just dumping out a bucket of bricks and telling them to do whatever. Okay, that's cool. So uh, you, as a marketing director, of course, based on your experience now, you would have seen some maybe mistakes that people make when it comes to marketing. What are those things that you would consider as maybe mistakes that people are making in terms of promoting uh, their business or their products? I think the biggest mistake is it's too complicated. And if, if you can't explain your product in 30 seconds or 15 seconds, and you can't illustrate why it's going to help somebody and benefit them in their life, then they're probably going to keep scrolling, keep walking, and you'll never get a second chance. And so we live in a world where people are bombarded with advertisements. Uh, they're very busy. People have meetings. They have things to do, things to get to. The number one mistake is don't overcomplicate it. Keep it simple. So I like that. The, on the other side, I also want to hear from you. Maybe there are some one or two things that you consider as best practices in marketing that you can share with us. Uh, best practices, uh, I'll give two. One is just to make sure that you're unique. 
if you're doing something the exact same way as somebody else, you're always going to be fighting the competition. So you need to make sure that you have a unique product or service that you can be the best at. Uh, and then I would say the second one is just to keep it fun and um, don't take it so seriously. I think when people are stressed out or they make it too serious, then uh, it, it doesn't always work. And so uh, I am a big proponent of the concept of flow, which is to find the sweet spot between something being too simple and too complex. And if you have the right balance and you keep it fun, then you'll find your flow and, and people will gravitate to you. Awesome. So how is Tunibox? How is it a unique product? Uh, I would say absolutely. You know, people ask me why I would leave Lego uh, to go to a brand new company, <laughs> uh, which is a valid question. And, you know, uh, being in the toy industry, I will go to Toy Fair in New York. It's one of the biggest toy fairs every year. And it will take, you know, three, maybe four hours to walk the, the trade show floor uh, with wow. hundreds, if not thousands of different toy manufacturers. Every year, I'll spend four hours walking and looking at every single company. And I can tell you with certainty that not very many companies are as unique as Tony's. And because I saw that spark, that's what made me want to be a part of it. Awesome. That's good. Thank you very much for sharing that. So Drew, as we are rounding up uh, on this interview, do you mind sharing maybe one career advice that you've received uh, over your career? Uh I don't know if I received it. It was maybe just something that I learned along the Learn, way. Yeah. Um, because I know that people have dreams and, and they say, oh, if I could just do this one thing, I would be so happy and I, that what I want to do. The reality is you can't just go out and get your dream job overnight. It takes some time. And so my advice would be just every move that you make, have it be one step closer to your dream. And so I've tried to do that with marketing because I've always been a, a, a fan of marketing. It's always been a passion of mine. But, you know, I started out selling mascara and lotion and it wasn't the category that I wanted to be into. And so every step that I made, uh, I got a little bit closer to uh, exactly where I wanted to be. And now that I've been, you know, in marketing for over 10 years, uh, I can confidently say that you know, I've got one of the best jobs in the world because I love what I do. I believe in the product. I believe in its uh, ability to impact the world. And there's nothing more that I could ask for. Awesome. Thank you very much, Drew, for sharing that. I always tell people to find that sweet spot, find a job that they love, because I really believe that if you do what you love, you are going to do your best job. Thank you, uh, Drew, for coming on the show. We enjoy uh, this conversation and uh, thank you for your time. Thank you. The pleasure is mine. Thanks so much. All right. This episode of Winner's Ways podcast has come to a close. We hope you enjoy and learn something from today's show. We want you to win and excel in all areas of your life. And we regularly explore and share information with our listeners to empower them to win. 
sure to subscribe to our podcast for more tips and strategies to help you find the success that you've always dreamt of. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you more podcast episodes to empower you. We will love to have you again next week. Now, keep winning.